Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jada Saran, an ex-corporate spirit channeler who will help you to rediscover your intuitive gifts and activate your soul mission. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Jada, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you with your business today and who do you love to work with? Uh, Well, where I am with my business today is I've started building my client base and I'm actually trying to stagger how many clients I'm taking on because, uh, you know, I'm getting a full diary in addition to other freelance work that I'm doing and who I serve are people feeling stuck. Right, they're feeling stuck in life. They maybe want to shed an identity or beliefs that they have. They're on their spiritual path and they need a little bit of assistance. And that's where I come in. Nice. So with, with your clients that sort of come to you, what is it that you find like time and time again, you have to help them to sort of work through so they can really sort of hit the ground running? Uh, I mean, it's a couple of things, but the number one is um, people are looking for intuition development. They're kind of waking up to their own intuitive abilities, realizing, you know what, I have answers within me. I don't have to keep searching for answers outside of myself, but they don't trust. They don't trust what's coming through. So it's a lot of dialogue, coaching, um, giving examples around what might be coming through because your expectations might not actually match what's happening. Um, And then there's the whole group of people that they want to find their sole purpose. They feel like there's just something missing in my life. I don't know what it is. Things are not working, even though, you know, they should be. It looks perfect from the outside. And Mm. so I help them as well. Nice. Let's talk about that sort of trust, because intuition is such a huge part of business. In this modern world where we're being shoved everything down our throats, here's what you should do. Here's how to do it. Here's what's possible. It's overwhelming. So maybe that that inner voice to listen and trust ourselves has been squashed for way too long. How do you start to take those steps towards one, I think, hearing it? And when you do, having that trust and belief and maybe curiosity to to follow it. You know, it's that discernment of um, trying to allow yourself to receive. And so what you said earlier around, you know, being bombarded and all of that. So I was in corporate, as you mentioned. And so it's a very, you know, masculine place to be where intuition is not valued. You're just kind of meant to, you know, go along with your deadlines and your, your goals. Um, So it actually took quite a bit for me as, you know, someone coming out of that to trust my intuition. It really takes 
practice and starting little by little. And that's where I created a program where I teach you things like, you know, let's say using a pendulum, using automatic writing, um, different ways to test your own intuition to see that you are actually receiving the right answer. I do workshops where I teach people how to connect to their higher self and receive yes, no answers from their higher self. So as you start dabbling in this type of thing, perfect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> as you as start I bring dabbling, up those, you just trust. listening, as I bring up my, my crystal guide. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful pendulum that you just showed me. Um, yeah, there's different ways to play around with it so that you can kind of gain that trust within yourself and start to learn how you receive messages because there's all kinds of different ways you might be getting it, but you just don't realize you're getting it. Uh, one word you said that which nailed everything. Play. Play. To bring it back down to play. In the hustle, grind, logical world so we all get it as entrepreneurs it's, it's so easy to get sort of caught up and i mean we we all still do this catching yourself in the moments but to bring things back into play to be curious to have fun with it to allow i think that is huh, it's, it sounds so simple but i think that's a superpower it truly truly is how much play do you bring into the work that you do a lot more than I used to because I realized the way I was doing things wasn't working. I had actually created a different business a couple of years ago around helping moms with stress relief. Um, and it just was, it felt like the gears were grinding. And one day somebody said to me, um, they were building their business, they were leaving corporate and they were saying how easily clients were coming to them and how aligned they felt with the work that they were doing. It just felt so natural. And I listened to her and I realized none of that is true for me. I must be doing something wrong. And I took a big step back. And that's also part of what led me down this more spiritual path. And then I allowed the play because I felt like if I take things too seriously, if I'm really, really pushing and, you know, working too hard at this, it, I actually block myself and I don't allow things to come. And, um, and then it's, a, it's something that I have to be conscious of, right. To allow the play, because when I don't, I realize things slow down or grind. Mm. Talk me through that, whether it's from your example or some of your of your clients, that when things are, when there is that sort of resistance or, or that pressure or the hustle creeps in, maybe it's scarcity, maybe it's worries because, oh my gosh, we have enough worries. And when you bypass something else, there's the next worry. So to work through that, what what, is, what was it like for you or a client when you could see, ah, here's the resistance, things are harder than they should be. And you found out what that was. It really has to do with your path and what you're aligned to. So mm. when things are getting really, really hard, things are not lining up for you, or, you know, your body's kind of screaming at you in different ways. It's kind of all pointing to what you're doing. You're out of alignment with yourself. And you're not hearing or receiving the path that you're meant mm. to be going down. Now, to be able to understand when you're out of alignment what is it like for you because you've gone, gone through um oof, trials and tribulations and ups and downs as every single business owner ever does thinking is it going to work it's not working and then finding your rhythm and maybe falling off again because it's so easy to do you get comfortable and then you get worried and this the emotional and spiritual journey we all go on as entrepreneurs is <laughs> it is a roller coaster it is ups and downs so how do you how do you manage yourself through this journey? And 
And has it changed for you over the years? I mean, to, you know, the short answer is trust because I definitely have gone through the ups and downs, even leaving corporate. That was, you know, I had to trust that making that jump into nothingness was the right step because my body had been screaming at me and I had to finally listen. Um, and I didn't want to end up in the hospital like I had seen other people do to burnout and just not being where they're meant to be. Um, I've I, so many businesses, like I've tried all kinds of different businesses thinking that it's, I just, I knew I didn't want to be in corporate anymore, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So mm. it really took me putting a toe into all kinds of different businesses until I realized what it is that I want to be doing. Um, and it was just trusting that even though I don't have the answer, I know what's going to come to me and it's right time. I need to allow it in as well. So what were those you said about the, the, the body was screaming at you. Oh my gosh, we have so many stories about, about our bodies and what they're saying. And again, our ability to hear it when it's like, oh, it's just back pain or knee pain, or you're getting ill or skin is erupting, whatever it might be. What, what, were, the, huh, what were the whispers for you? And then what were the actual screams? Um, the whispers were just a lack of emotional resilience. I was always crying or being triggered really, really easily. Um, I couldn't take a deep breath. I felt nauseous a lot of the time. And so, you know, someone might just chalk that up to, I'm a little bit stressed, but, you know, I'll get through it. It's just a stressful time. It kind of grew into just heart palpitations. I could hear mm. my heart in my ears. I could feel it pounding out of my chest. For the life of me, I could not take a deep breath. And I was just, I could almost like I had stepped outside of myself and I could see myself crumbling in front of me. And I thought, you know, I'm the only one that's going to save me. I need to do something about this. And even though people around me might not understand the steps that I'm taking, I need to, to take control of it myself. Mm. So what sort of dropped in there was people around you may not understand. For some reason, I just thought people around you are probably fucking jealous of mm -hmm. your ability to be like, done with this. This ain't right for me. I mean, there are... Some people might enjoy that environment and that way of working. Great, super, find thing that's right for you. You found yourself in the wrong job, in the wrong situation. You're probably great at it, but it wasn't great for you. So what was it when you finally found this path? How did that feel? What was that moment like? It's a big weight lifting off and that clarity is just so comforting. I entered this year knowing exactly the work that I want to be doing, who I want to be serving, and people actually started coming to me and paying me for it. And so that to me was the biggest confirmation because I had had all these great ideas before. I never acted on them. When I did, it felt like it was a stale idea or that it was just, I was out of alignment with it. It wasn't resonating with me anymore. Mm. But now finally, like I had the thing that I wanted to do the sessions that I wanted to give people and people were paying me and I'm trying to manage to fit people in my calendar because my calendar's filling up like that. It just, it's so comforting. Okay. So that moment there, so you've gone from the corporate world of your, your heartbeat coming out of your ears and it's like, there's so much pressure and you're, you're emotionally at a point where it's, it's tough to, to manage and cope to a point where now you're doing the business that you, that you love, that you, you feel called to do the feels and alignments and you're busy. So that, that stress, that worry that you're receiving now, when you juggle all the different things that you are doing, how is that different from back in the day? 
Well, and I've said this to myself so many times, I'm not going to create a full-time position for myself in this business. And so where I stopped myself from allowing myself to go into that trap is not doing all the busy work, all the things that I think I should be doing just for the sake of doing it without really understanding what the results are going to be or what it's going to get me. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I could think of probably a few examples, but just taking a step back and really looking at how is this going to help me before embarking on that activity. Mm. So you've got a, maybe a couple of different avenues there. You've got the, it's the business that you love. You can see the impacts having on people. You're good at it. And it's what you want to do along with the side of, Hey, I'm not going to kill myself by doing this. I know when to say no, I know when to pull out. So maybe you're the law of rhythm. Maybe you've gone so far to the other extreme of, I now know I'm not going to be doing this stuff because it's going to burn me out. So you've, you've, you've been to the extreme of way too much. You are now in control of your business and your life. So we see this time and time again, this, this, everyone at home, think about this. When you've gone one thing, you go to the extreme, you overcompensate, you overcommit, you go to the other extreme. It's, it's so easily done and we can justify it to the hills. So, um, I brought that up because I know offline we were chatting about, you know, what, what's next for you? Where are you going next? What's what's holding you back? And crumbs, the visibility about being seen online. And so I'm, I'm sharing this now because I think your ability to say no, to hold back, is this going to serve me? Is this the right thing for me? There is, that's the right path and right thing. I think it's also, a it can be a sneaky mechanism of self-protection. Would you, would you agree on my off base here? Self-protection and a, what seems like a valid excuse, right? Like, oh, I'm going to waste all this time on social media. It's going to be a time suck. And so using that as my reason for not actually doing the things that I know I need to do on social media, kind of getting out of the grassroots of what I've been doing and actually start sharing my successes and mm. talking about my business. So from that point of view, is it, is it so easy to look at these things, which are maybe a little bit nerve wracking there, that out of your comfort zone, it's, it's, it's different. It's, I haven't needed to do this before. Oh my gosh, it's new. And you can easily paint it with the brush of, no, I am not going to burn myself out. I am not going to be doing this right now. Um, do you find yourself, it must be subconsciously or is it consciously it's like, yeah, I know this, but it's a great excuse. So I'm going to grab that and hold onto it because it keeps me not doing a thing that I don't want to do. I think it's both at play, right? It's the conscious excuses, the ego trying to protect itself. And then it's the subconscious blocks that need to be tackled and removed in order to make it safe uh, to be visible. So what is it? What is it for you? Because with this, as business owners, we're always looking for what's what's next. We you know, go through trouble and strife and and then we build and have the foundation. It's like, oh my gosh, look, look at what I've done. If we ever get the chance to stop and pause and enjoy it. And then it's like, what's, what's next? Where am I going? What's the next iteration? But at that point, there is that, that the, the comfort zone that, oh, this is, I love what I'm doing. I have the financial, I have the fulfillment abundance. So it's, it's tough to look at what's next when you're in this place. So a blessing and a curse, a level of success is friggin' amazing. So it also can be limiting. So how have you been sort of toying with or playing with that concept? I mean, that's a great question. It's, 
you know, I create my, my plans for myself, right? Like what's in the next couple of months, what's coming up in the next couple of years. Um, my biggest hurdle right now is being able to let go of some freelance work that's helping to pay the bills and replacing that with the clients. Right. So mm -hmm. that's where my thinking hasn't, I haven't allowed myself to think outside of that part of where I'm at just yet. So you find yourself a beautiful opportunity of, as you continue to step away, this old world, old jobs, whatever it might be for you is like, that's, that's not, doesn't fit into my aligned future. But what's so hard about letting go of that? Is it the clients that you have? Is it the fulfillment from that? Um, or is it maybe the financial security of this is, it's, it's easy. What is it that's so tough? I think it's what you, the last thing that you just said, where it's that stability, it's knowing what to expect. It's the comfort of it. And it's still being able to let go of that corporate mentality that was ingrained in me from mm. a very young age that you go work from so, for someone, you work very hard and you hope that they keep you. <laughs> so, yeah. You mean that doesn't sort of evaporate in like a month? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Damn it, everyone says that's that's the way it should work, right? I wish. No, so okay, that, that stability. So what what is what is a long-term plan? What 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 excites you? Or actually, forget that. What scares the hell out of you? What is like, yeah, there's the future, but oh my gosh, I'm not quite sure how I'm gonna get there, but or what it's gonna take. But that's where I'm going. Oh, what scares me? I think it's the idea of having a multi-million dollar business where I have a team that's working for me and I'm responsible for their livelihood and, you know, paying their incomes and doing what I have to do so that I'm bringing in that money to take care of them. I think that's what scares me. Oh, because, okay, you've gone straight for next level problems because as you build your business and do the things you want to do, you're, you're just one person. You're one solopreneur battling the world on your own i mean it's it's tough it's it's a tough place to be to wear all the hats and to provide for yourself is one thing but oh my gosh to provide for other people that's yeah. the next level so it's interesting that you you mentioned that straight away it it wasn't, here's where I'm building, here's where I'm going to. It's, oh my gosh, a team and I'm responsible for everyone else and their family and their livelihood, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I went. Uh, I, I don't know why I went right there, but I think it's just, I've seen what success can look like in the internet marketing space, in the spiritual coaching space. I can see it. And that's, I think that's always the part that's kind of put me off is I'm going to be responsible for other people now. If if I achieve that success. So, so expand on that a little bit. What have you seen? Um, it's the, the businesses where they've got the group programs, they've got the one-to-one -one clients that are very high ticket. And so uh -huh. you're toggling between, you know, bringing people into the group and having these big groups that are, you know, potentially ongoing and then fitting in some high ticket clients here and there coming up with, um, products that are, you know, do it yourself. So you have some low ticket items where people kind of, you know, build that no like trust factor as they, you bring them into your world. So just looking at building all of those pieces, having people to support it, because that feels like a lot to support as one person, 
but then, you know, hoping or assuming that there's going to be the revenue that comes along with that uh, and being able to sustain that and make it consistent. So just, you know, when you look at that big picture, at least when I look at that big picture, while it seems exciting and a result that I would like, the pieces that kind of hit me are like, what are the responsibilities that come with that? Mm. Let's, let's, let's dive into them. What are the fears behind that? What is it that when you see that picture, what comes to mind of, oh, but then I've got to da da da. What, what is that for you? Then I have to be consistent in my revenue to be able to pay the salaries in a landscape that is always changing. And you just don't know if there's going to be another pandemic type of thing that you know, just knocks people off their feet. And are you going to be able to get paying clients and people in your group to be able to pay these salaries? You don't want to let, I at least don't want to let, you know, if I've let people into my world and I'm, they're part of my team, I don't want to let them down. Mm. So as the, as a solopreneur, is it, is it kind of tough because you have that, oh, you have, you've been through so much as a, in, in the corporate world, you don't have this passion of you get to help your, your clients Maybe there's a little bit of sort of over-delivering and, and people-pleasing. You want them to succeed. Maybe there's a little bit of perfectionism that it needs to be done in the right kind of way and to take on even more pressure, not just all your clients that do need your guidance and the gifts that you have, but then to bring in other people who need you. Is that a lot of pressure? I would say so. And I would say that just knowing what my human design is. And I don't know if your listeners would know what that is, but just knowing what my human design is, I don't deal with pressure. Well, <laughs> I learned that. and in everything that I've done, I've tried to keep the pressure off of myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, yeah, you spoke right to it. That is a lot of pressure. It's just adding another layer yeah. of pressure. What is your human design? Manifesting generator. Ah, nice. Okay. Yeah. Katie does an awful lot of work with human design and knows, you know, what limitations, guidance, um, what we should be doing to leverage that. Because there's there's all these, you know, for everyone listening, there's all these different you know, systems and modalities to look at who we are in ourselves, which is all good and well, but it's how we use that. Do you? This is an absolute tangent rabbit hole. Do you find that the you know, <laughs> understanding your human design, does it limit you? Does it, is it good information? Do you leverage it? Or is it just a sort of guide that you have, which validates certain decisions and, and actions? How, how do you use it? Uh, I think that it, I mean, it helps me move through this life and it validates the reason why I do certain things. So instead of feeling like I'm part of me is broken because I don't do something the way I see someone else doing it and the way I think it should be done. I now understand that this is part of my design and how I can embrace it. So for instance, mm -hmm. the manifesting generator, at least the way I've understood it can skip a lot of steps. They kind of see the goal and they jump over a few steps and, you know, miss some of the key components of something. And that speaks to now I understand why I've done the things that I've done, all the programs that I've bought over the years to try to fast track something that needed me to just take it slow. So had I had that information ahead of time, I probably wouldn't have made some of the same decisions that I made. Yeah, I think that awareness is, it, it can be really huge. Um, I, I never like to use it as a, as a, as a crutch or, or an excuse because, oh my gosh, full circle, of course we can use that. Well, um, I'm a projector, so therefore, da 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 
oh my gosh it's it's not something to wield as a a sort of excuses but it's something cool to understand okay ah i get it now mm-hmm. so with that knowledge and of course before you bring people in you're just one person so what's what's your route what's your how do you manage yourself with this because you have a wealth of experience and knowledge maybe you know too much but how do you coach and manage yourself through this as you start to take those next steps you know i feel like it's the one step at a time like why worry about the thing that's over there that i haven't had to tackle just yet and maybe you know if it's a couple steps away i can tackle it but it's so far in the future Mm. that let me just deal with the here and now what am i working on now what is it that i need to do now and not let that worry. So I've trained myself pretty well not to let my worries get away from me and spend too much time there. Mm. Um, I think that's what it is. Nice. Awesome. And then just looking looking big picture, real big picture, because with all this, as we've got to know you for, for, for who you are, what, what, you, what your makeup is, and all the challenges still to come, What's the biggest thing that excites you about the, the growth or potential growth or the opportunities that, that are in front of you? It's like satisfying something deep in the soul. It's like getting to play on this earthscape and doing something that is just totally out of the norm for me. And I didn't grow up around entrepreneurs. I didn't have family that I still don't have a family that believes in being an entrepreneur. So I'm really going against the grain. And for me, it's that element of fun, right? Like it's just Mm. when I kind of take away the stresses of the daily life and all the things that you have to do, it's fun because it's something new and exciting and who knows where it's going to go. And it's that openness of, you know, anything could happen while it could be a little bit scary. It's also fun. Nice. And then you brought it right back down to trust and play. That's what it's all about. Love that. Hey, Jada, thank you so, so much for sharing not only the business and what you do, but behind the scenes of, oh my gosh, what it's like as you battle all these things that we all, we all struggle with, right? 100%. Yeah, this was so much fun. It, it got me to take a look at some things that I haven't looked at in a while too. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. And look, if people want to find out more about you and the, the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? I think the best place is my website. So it's jadasaren.com, easy peasy. And uh, yeah, that's where you find out all about the different programs, masterclasses and sessions that I hold. Super stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious, go and check it out. We'll have a link in here as well to go get some cool free stuff. Please go check it out. And uh, Jada, thank you again for for being so open and, and vulnerable with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for the chat. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.